here we go. Uh, here's another episode of the Kawaii cast. Hi! I'm Tyler. This I'm is Candace. And with us we have Casey. Hi. One of our friends. Yeah, Hello. Uh, from Volume 3 Cosplay. Yes. Hi. I guess we should have asked you how we wanted to introduce no, you. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no need for that. So I think this is going to be a special episode. Yeah, so... Special for, for a couple of reasons. Because One reason is... I have I have a special present. What? Oh, yeah. Oh. What? I do. What? I showed up on the right day. You, what? You did indeed. Is it your single beer? Hey, man, that beer's trying to find love. Oh, snap! Oh. He has... Actual beer. <laughs> I have actual beer. So, Candace and I have this this thing where we're in the car and we're talking and we constantly say that all of our conversations in car are like ten times better than what we do when we're recording. That's so true. <laughs> so, so this episode is special because I'm I'm hoping this will be a a turnaround and close the fridge door. <laughs> Trying to sign how to close the door. <laughs> you, you can even grab a beer if you want, Casey. So uh, I think he's I mean, driving later. Yeah, I have to drive. Yeah, I, I, fair. So what does drinking alcohol so, have to do with driving other than it being <laughs> a really bad idea? I, I was about to get into that. <laughs> So I'm I'm hoping that this is a special episode because this will be the the turning point cuz me personally I feel like when when we try to do these podcasts we we try to be professional about it. Right. So, <laughs> professional. More professional than we normally are. So I got the beers thinking Oh, it'll just it'll loosen us up, you know. It'll it'll get us more into the mood, and it'll be more fun. Okay. <laughs> so so that's what the beer is. For. How did you keep this hidden from me? I put it in the back of the fridge. Damn, the one place I would have never checked. <laughs> <laughs> I know my fridge is normally empty. <laughs> it's all like a secret panel inside of your fridge. That's right. So, and the other reason. <laughs> that this is a special episode is I don't know what we're talking about, to be honest. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> we're going to kind of split this episode into two because I promised in the last episode, at the end of the last episode, that we would be talking about the what we're going to be watching in the spring season uh, and just kind of getting into that. We have watched a few episodes of a few anime this spring season. We haven't checked everything out because a lot of it just came out, came out today. Uh, also, the day that we're recording it. Also, yeah, there is still some that have not come out yet. Yeah, so... Well, I think today actually may have been the last day for no, everything coming ne out. next week. So next today, week? today oh. is the, what, 7th? Mm -hmm. I know there's one that is premiering on the 12th. Oh, okay. So, yeah, not everything's out yet, but... So we're going to be talking the first, like, 10, 15, 20 minutes just about what we're going to be getting into this season, and then from there we're going to move on to the subject that our guest chose, which was talking about music in anime. So, uh, Casey, you're going to just kind of be sitting here as an observer. You're welcome to comment, because we, we got yeah, you to like, watch a couple like, of episodes. Like, feel free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. There definitely is one I'm going to be checking out this spring. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> is, you know is, the one. Is, is it the one we just made you watch? 
Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I love that show. It's so good. Okay, so here we are. So the one we're definitely going to be checking out this season. I think this is going to be our fun uh, bullshit friendship anime that we get into for the whole season and just rave about the entire season is going to be Magical Girl. Maho Shoujo. Magical ore. Girl Ore. That's Maho so Shoujo great. Ore. It is amaze balls. So I was really worried going into this show because I, I knew it was going to be a parody, ridiculous, silly anime. Uh, this is the second time they really introduced an anime with this kind of premise, though. The first one being an anime called uh, Earth High Defense Club Love. Terrible name, by the way. Oh my god. Actually, that's... the name is the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if that's the best part about it, I know well, I don't want to watch that The first shit. episode was okay. It was okay, but then the second episode was the same episode as the first episode, and then the third episode was the same as the second, and you realize, <laughs> you watch one episode, you've seen the whole show, yeah. and it was mediocre at best. Like, it's cool, magical boys, and I saw a lot of people cosplay, the character designs were super cute, but it was just boring. It was dull, it was just kind of, it kind of felt like it was making fun of magical girls as opposed to being a genuine parody. I also haven't seen any cosplays of it since it came out. Yeah, like it was one of those, like people mostly cosplayed it because it was fun and cute. It it made a splash as a magical boy instead of a magical girl. And then it came out and it just kind of flopped. So the difference with Magical Girl Ore is that they actually are girls. But when they transform into magical girls, they transform into magical, masculine, men, super JoJo-style, yes, ma- many-men girls. They, they so. become stacked and built in all the right ways. But they keep <laughs> the magical girl outfits. Yep, they keep the magical girl outfits because you're not a real magical girl if you weren't dressed cute. Exactly. <laughs> but the male body is built for combat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also the mascot, the typical, like, you know, most, you have Luna from Sailor Moon, and you have, uh, Kyube from Madoka Magica. The mascot in this is actually, like, a Yakuza-looking guy. <laughs> but he's just, he's just the man. <laughs> <laughs> then he turns all chibi, two head, two heads high. Yeah. <laughs> and then the weapons they use, the magical girl weapons, are things like handguns and grenades. Yeah, and, hair, hairpin grenades. <laughs> and... A rod that doesn't do anything. You just have to bludgeon your enemies to death. <laughs> oh, man. That was... In any other show, that would be the most disturbing thing. Yeah, but because it's a, more of a parody, it pulls I know, it off. it's just... Uh, <laughs> amazing. So, yeah, I'm... So, so there's that one. A little brief synops of it, yeah. even though there's only two episodes so far. We'll absolutely be uh, checking that one out. Uh, Candace is diving balls deep into Persona 5 That's already. right. So, for those of you who do not know, one year ago, the Persona 5 game finally made its way to America after, like, seven or plus delays. And one year later, we have received the Persona 5, the animation, which is... The first episode is already extremely true to the game. If you played the game, this is mostly just something for you to indulge in a little bit because the animation style is just super pretty. If you have not played the game, this would probably be you just experiencing the whole thing, like, for the first time. Uh, I will say, as somebody who has played the game going into this, 
it's absolutely something you probably should play the game first. It seems like they've left out a few details that were mostly things that the player would control. So it's like it kind of glosses over anything that you would have been doing in the game. And it really just sticks strictly to the plot elements. So I feel like it's it's kind of missing pieces, which I think is fine. If you're getting into the animation because you're curious, you weren't sure if you wanted to spend the money on the game. This might be a good way to introduce it, but I definitely recommend if it's something you want to be serious about. Uh, check out the game first. Yeah, check out the game first. And But I'm so excited because my fucking time has come. It'll play. <laughs> How long can I play this before we get arrested? 30 seconds. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think that's the rule. That, that depends on uh, how popular this podcast is and uh, whether or not any of that will go on YouTube. We, we, got, fl we got flagged for... Uh, that We just got flagged for copyright. There you go. Copyright I think the copyright law... Uh, says 30 seconds. You can play 30 seconds of a song. Yeah, that's what, and I, Something like we're not that. making money off this yet, so... Yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, that was uh, less than 30 seconds, so we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah we're, we're good in the clear. Alright, so, so there's two. <laughs> the um, cops come knocking, you don't know me. <laughs> and of course we're going to be continuing, continuing Darling, in, Darling the in the Franks. I need to check that out. It's so yeah, good. Do. It don't, is so good. Don't it's, listen to that it's haters. a trigger anime. Yeah. And... Like yeah, you you loved Gurren Logan. Yeah, you like Little Witch. It's a very uh, it's, different paced show yeah. for Trigger. Uh, like, you could definitely tell that the writing was done by A One. But but it, I think it is definitely the, right the up steak your alley. Sauce? Yeah. <laughs> oh cool. They're really branching out. <laughs> <laughs> so some of these we have not checked out. There are two there, different kind of baseball animes coming yeah, up. Yeah, two season. baseball animes. I don't know if I'll check either of them out. Because... I don't know if I'll check either of them out either. I don't know. Maybe I'll wait till... I'll wait till I hear something about it. Yeah. Um, My Hero Academia coming yeah. back for the third season. Am I right? Never Absolutely. heard of it. <laughs> you mean Sky High the anime? Get out. <laughs> yes, Sky High the anime. What's it about? Well, you see, it's all about... Uh, Will Stronghold. Oh, it's a Shonen Jump series. I already know what it's about. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, so if you are not into My Hero Academia, you're probably not excited for this. If you are into My Hero Academia, you probably already watched this episode by now. So. That's right. Same, same <laughs> with Darling and the Franks. I think most people have watched the most recent episode. Yeah, I think if you dropped Darling and the Franks because of the slow pacing, uh, it's definitely picking up at this point. Maybe binge the first half of it and get back on track because it's actually really good yes yes it is um uh, there's a couple more here so uh we're coming uh, up on one that i actually enjoyed it's called my sweet tyrant my sweet tyrant it is each episode is only about three episodes long three minutes uh, an, an three episode minutes. is three episodes three, yeah <laughs> it's, <weird>. it's exception. <laughs> uh so it's about three minutes long and it is about the most dysfunctional couple to ever exist. Uh, yeah, you you made me watch the first episode, and I I don't know if the girl is completely oblivious to to it, or if she knows, or if she yeah. But yeah, so, like whenever the girl is around, the guy is always like, oh, "Leave me alone, you're ugly." 
Yeah, he calls then, her, like, stupid and ugly and, and, and dense. Then, and... and then she walks away, and he's just like, oh, she's gorgeous, I love her. Yeah, he's, like, pretty much stalking her. He, like, re- he takes photos of her, he records her voice, uh, he even tries to capture her scent in a jar at some point. Weird. And the funny thing is, these two are dating. <laughs> yeah, so... like, they're already <laughs> dating. Yeah. Wait, wait, they're already dating? <laughs> yeah, yes, they're it, already it already dating. starts out, and the two are dating, so it's not like... <laughs> It's it's a typical romance oh. where oh they fall in love no it's it's they're already together that's and weird it is uh, one of these ones that we thought was kind of amusing it's uh, another really short one if it'll come up yeah I forget what it's called here it is space battleship tiramisu which is about a Gundam pilot, basically, like let's, it's a mecha pilot. Yes. Uh, he Mechas is, are making a comeback this season. He's he's and stationed this year. in a um uh, like outer space base, and where they all eat just like ration crap food. So he always tries to bring like good food into the cockpit with him and enjoy it. Yes. Kitty no. Kitty no. Kitty, Kitty no. Kitty no. Kitty no. Yes. Oh, he's playing with my headphones. Tyler, grab him. Don't do that, kitty. <laughs> you have so many toys, and you play with my headphones. I know, right? God. <laughs> he hates all of his toys. But yeah, it's that one's kind of funny. It's only seven minutes an episode or so. You but see, like, a lot of man butt in it. It's great. You, you do hmm. see man butt, and, and you even see, see him get naked in the cockpit. Yeah, uh, his nipples are positioned in a weird place, and that's not just he's, the art style. That's actually canon. That's canon. Oh. Yeah, he, like, they, they mention it. Like, he's, he's talking to one of his fellow pilots, and it's in the showers, and and he's like got his arms over his chest like a girl would, like she's protecting her nipples. Yeah, he's doing the same thing, like he's he's not exposing her nipples, and his... the guy and the other pilots it mentions something about it, and I can't remember what his response to it was, but it it then says in the next scene he's like, oh my nipples are 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 positioned weird, and I don't want anyone to see it or or something like that. It's yeah. So it's All totally canon. Of, it's yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, it's kind of silly fluff. It's like, uh, and he's also supposed to be like the top pilot on his yeah. uh, squadron or whatever. So it's it's funny. It's you, it's enjoyable. You, you see him trying to eat in the cockpit as they're as he's getting a, prepared to or preparing to be launched into space for combat. He's like, oh well, it's 120 seconds till launch. I can totally eat this this food and and then he gets it all everywhere floating around in space <laughs> and gravity does not work that way or anti-gravity does not work that way <laughs> jesus anyway. that's right uh the next anime speaking of food anime uh i really enjoyed this one i don't know if tyler really enjoyed it but i think it's going to fill the hole in my heart that token rambu has left behind it's called uh kaku rio bed and breakfast for spirits and it is about this girl who's able to see uh, evil spirits, and her grandfather taught her if you want to ward off evil spirits, the best way is to feed them a good meal. One day she is uh, confronted by a male spirit who takes her into the other another world and tells her that her grandfather died God in- God damn it, it's another isekai series. <laughs> it is another isekai, <laughs> absolutely, but- uh, he tells her that his, her grandfather basically died a um, hundred million dollars worth or a hundred million yen in debt. Hun- yeah, Ooh, and 
in order to repay her grandfather's debt, she has to marry the demon. And he, ba- she's like, I don't her, want... Her grandfather promised... Sold her into marriage. Yeah, basically. Oh, what? That's, so, basically, that's basically what it was, yeah. So she agrees that instead of marrying the demon, that she will She's going to get a job and pay back his debt. Yep, so if she can earn that 100 million yen, she doesn't have to get married. And so the job she ends up getting is that her and another little fox spirit are starting a eatery outside of the bed and breakfast. Yes. So she's going to be cooking. So this will be a little bit of a food porn anime, a little bit of a slice of life, and a little bit of an isekai. Yes. Uh, So far, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, we're only one episode in, but I think the characters are all great. I think the fox boy is adorable. He and... is absolutely ador- adorable. At one point, he turns into like his little nine-tailed fox form. Yeah. And I just want five. Right. Because it's absolutely... Even though you know it's actually a really pretty man sleeping next to you. Yes. Yeah, or, okay. or a girl. She has. He has a girl form. He does have a girl form. That's fair. Uh, we skipped over another one that we were watching this season. Oh, did we? Yes, which, we did. Which one? Yes, oh, the... The boxing one. Yeah, Megalo Box. That's right. Which, Ooh, uh, this one is actually credited, like, the big deal with this one this season is the fact that the <laughs> entire animation is hand-drawn, which is something we haven't seen since, like, Tyler and I first got into it's, anime. It's also an almost an older style, so you think more like Cowboy Bebop style, like oh, our yeah. style. Yeah. I I'm would, interested in that. Yeah, I would even say uh, it's reminiscent of Outlaw Star. Yeah. So it's, if you are somebody that's really into the old school anime, you kind of got out of anime because you were sick of seeing, you know, panty shots and cute girls all the time, and you just thought the digital era of anime was the worst thing that ever happened, this will probably be the anime for you. Uh, I'm actually hyped. It, 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 it is actually good. Like, I, I wasn't entirely stoked going into it, but watching the first episode, I'm going, okay, you know, this... This is good. This is cool. I can keep watching this. Yeah. And like I said, it's title implies it's boxing. It is. With a twist, apparently... It's like all steampunk of, boxing. All of the boxers have some sort of, like, crazy-ass gear attached to their arms. Mm-hmm. So they all punch harder and faster and shit. And while this technically does qualify as a sports anime, the major point of this anime isn't necessarily the sport, but simply the segregation between the rich and the poor. Yeah. And it goes into a lot of the politics revolving this world where unless you are bold, are born with a golden spoon in your mouth, you're basically not a citizen of this world. Yeah, it, it does talk about how the main character doesn't have a citizen's ID, so he, he can't participate in this this huge boxing tournament that's open to all citizens. Yeah. Uh, the main character also is forced into kind of an underground boxing ring. And his manager, so to speak, basically makes him throw fights so that way they could profit off of the gambling as opposed to him making any money off of actual rewards. So since he is probably the best boxer in the underground ring, they figure if he's constantly winning fights, then nobody's going to bet against him. So they wouldn't make any money off that. So the best way to... Well, well, not just that, but they, they talk about how... He he's so good he would oftentimes put knock people out within the first round. Yeah. And well nobody wants to pay to see a show where someone gets knocked out in the first round. Basically. So 
he's constantly having to throw fights just because he needs money to eat and survive. So Yeah, just to make a living. So, yeah, I mean, if he could somehow get a citizenship, he could enter this big fancy tournament and the prize money would be more money than he's ever made doing this illegal that's right gambling rigs so um i think for the most part that's that's kind of that's our season so far um, so um, we'll probably there just... there is the the horse girl racing anime uma musume yeah pretty derby mm. i might watch the first episode but i don't uh, have high hopes yeah, yeah no. sounds, um, sounds like an like, elaborate it, it excuse just, to be a furry but okay i well i was telling tyler uh it feels like this anime was started by like a company that saw bronies and we're like oh these are guys that are really into horses oh we could do that <laughs> yeah and, we could do an anime version of that and they were just like wow how could we capitalize on these cute horses and so they turned them into living girls and completely missed the point of why bronies like ponies in the first place yeah exactly like i said <laughs> i i might check it out simply because it, it seems like an, an interesting concept that's not why you want to check it out don't lie <laughs> well no like the the racing aspect i i like that i read it for the but... articles <laughs> no <laughs> Exactly. I want it for the plot. But but yeah, I, I don't have high hopes, and if it's not good in the first episode, I don't expect to keep watching it. Uh, that... One that I'm pretty sure you're going to be checking out, because we saw it yesterday, and it looks like absolute trash. Love to lie angle? Yep. Uh, it does look absolute, like absolute trash. Yeah, it does. I think I will tra- check that one out. Thank you very much. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it, man. You you do you. Um, is, uh, is that Gun Gale one new? Gun Gale. Yeah, because if I'm usually not into Sword Art Online, but if it's a new writer, I might check it out. Yep, that one's oh, new. Yeah, um, okay. you did mention that. So, Sword Art Online Alternative. Gun Gale Online. Yeah. yeah, so this one, it's a new studio, it's a new cast, it's a new everything. It just has the Sword Art Online name attached to it. So if you were somebody who was looking forward to Sword Art Online and were severely disappointed, Maybe this might yeah. make a comeback. Maybe this is be something that's a bit better. Uh, if you maybe, like I said, I I enjoyed the concept. Yeah, of Sword exactly. Art Online, yeah, but I didn't like the way they executed it. So here's the thing: a lot of Sword Art Online fans basically they loved the first season, they loved everything about it, and then they got to the second season and felt like this is a betrayal to my anime. The second season was the I... constant. Like, the plot was just so weird. Yeah. So I feel like this is the uh, creators trying to, like, rebuild on what made the first season so popular and great. So that makes me nervous because I couldn't enjoy the first season. Like, I personally, like, I got about 13 episodes in and I realized I didn't know why I was still watching it. I didn't care about it. See, for me, I didn't even get that far. Like, I I heard all of the stuff about it. I, I watched a few episodes, and I just, I felt like it was a cheap knockoff of Dot .hack. Yeah. yeah, I only got through five episodes. I, I only know the plot through the abridged version. So, I actually really hope that Gun Gale may be a version where they took the genuine criticism of people who either didn't like Sword Art in the beginning or people who did like it but felt it straight away from what made it good and they build on that. They build something that could be better than what we had and maybe take this series seriously 
But my biggest fear is that it's just a way to make money off of the name and that it's mm. not going to be any good at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. I might watch a couple of episodes, get a good feel for it, maybe check out a few reviews once it has a few episodes out. So, yes. like if you, you said, this this is really the, the absolute beginning of our... Uh season yeah. this year the spring season so so maybe i'll i'll throw somebody else under the bus and just tell make them tell me what they thought about it <laughs> <laughs> before i expose myself to it uh there's a few others that i think look interesting that i just haven't had a chance to check out we'll be updating you guys on those ones in the future i don't absolutely. want this is just like a quick review so we'll we'll have more at a later episode yeah absolutely so uh we do want to get into some anime music though so so, so that's the topic, anime music. Yeah, absolutely. Do you oh, want okay. to give us your own little introduction? Okay, See, I think so... he just wanted to talk about Beck. That's one of the ones. <laughs> it's one of the animes I want to bring up because it's amazing and everyone should watch it for the music. Like, I mean, the story for, is great. For the music, wink, wink. The, the story itself is great, but the music is so fantastic. So, but, I mean, okay. I, already, I already know what Casey wants to talk about. Yeah, that fully coolie was gonna be the first ones I brought up. Okay, I can dig it. All right, and that's twelve seconds. See, I'm not, I'm not breaking copyright. That's right. No, I just, I, I really like when animes get like actual bands to do like an entire soundtrack for their series. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Um, I don't even know how good that speaker's actually picking up on the mic. I'm sorry, guys. We're using a new mic this week. So. No, actually, it picked that up pretty well. Oh, good. Like it, I mean, it probably I'm, I'm sounds awful. I'm looking at my sound waves. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably crap. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. It's, it's great. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry if I damaged your guys' eardrums there. Oh, while, while we're at it, like, the, the beers I picked up, Mike's Harder and Mango and Mike's Harder Passion Fruit Orange Guava. Oh. I have not tried the Orange Guava it's, one. What, it's interesting. It's the one you, you've opened. What? Yeah, um... I mean, we're not a beer podcast, but... Um, no, not at all. Like, I just... I'm, I'm wondering, is it good? It's okay. Like, I could smell the mango on your breath, and I think that one might be better. Okay. So. Oh. It's not bad. Anyways. I think Mike needs to calm down a little. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on, on to music. Right. So, and for Fully Cooly, uh, the pillows was such a great match for, like, the overall tone of that show. Mm-hmm. And... So, I don't know if you knew this, Casey, but uh, Adult Swim pulled a Rick and Morty on us on April 1st. Yeah, they're... They played the first episode of the new Fooly Cooly season on did April they? 1st at midnight. Did oh, they? They did indeed. They absolutely did. I did not know that. I, <laughs> I need have, to go watch that. I have not seen it yet, but they absolutely <laughs> it, did. It, it has been aired, which means it's on the internet somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Nice. You can find it. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you could probably even watch it on their website, to be yeah. honest. Like, Adult Swim's I'm, I'm pretty cool about letting first. people stream. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you might have to watch a few ads, but... Well, I don't... If I've nothing else, uh, I'm pretty sure I found it on YouTube. I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but... Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it won't be hard to find it. Yeah. Yeah, I need to check that out, then. So, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, Fooly Cooly getting a second season. That's pretty yeah. sweet. After 15 years. God, has it been that long? It has been that long. Shit, it's I been feel a while. old. Yeah. yeah. That was coming out when I was going through high school. I almost forgot that Fooly Cooly oh. was only like seven episodes. 
think it, yeah, six or seven. Yeah, it was short. Well, it did, didn't need to be any longer. That's true. Like, it, it did. It did get a lot, a lot done in that yeah. short amount. Like of time. when I first heard they were gonna make two new seasons, I was, I was very concerned. But then I saw, oh, the pillows are coming back for the soundtrack. I think I'm the like, pillows was was the only reason a lot of people are confident in this show yeah, coming back. To be yeah. honest, and the trailer looks good. So I mean, uh, there's not a ton of bands that really get enough recognition here in the West. Uh, but there's a few that have kind of gained a cult following because of select anime that have come out. One is absolutely The Pillows. Yeah. Uh, the other one, I would say absolutely, at least for a while, was Lark on Seal. And for those oh, of you, yeah. yeah. For those they... of you who don't know, Lark on Seal was the band that sang Ready, Steady, Go from Full Metal Alchemist. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They also did the opening song yeah. to Moribito. Did they? Wow, that's yeah, that's cool. I have. I didn't know that one. I have their LA concert on DVD actually, because they did. They had a concert live out in, in concert. I I think it was Mark a, and Seal. I think it was a special event for Anime Expo, if I recall. Uh, that's not. That makes sense. I yeah. can believe that. But uh, they did record the uh, concert and. It was actually really fun to watch the difference between a Lark on Seal concert in America versus Japan, because they had, like, one song that they did in Japan as, like, a little bonus on the disc. And in America, you know, you have all the people jumping up and down, screaming, like, yeah, Lark on Seal, and they're, like, singing along to all the songs and going crazy. And then you get to the Japanese concert, and they're all sitting in their seat, just like, yeah, waving back and forth, like... You know, they're super into the don't, music, they, but they, 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 they don't even have, like, glow sticks or lighters just well, they, waving they in do, the Well, they do, but they're all sitting in their seats. They're all behaving. Like, they're all just like, we're enjoying the music. That's no know? way to behave at a concert. <laughs> right? Where's my mosh that's, pit? That's, that's, that's where Americans get it right. You right. get rowdy at a concert. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about Lark on Seal is See, one of their songs is completely in English. I can't remember the name of that song right now, but it's the whole thing is... In English, it's very clear. If you're an English speaker, you can understand the whole thing. You can't even tell they're Japanese. You hear the lead singer speak in English. You can't understand what the fuck he's saying. (laughs) He has has Ozzy Osbourne syndrome. (laughs) See, see, that's kind of funny, though, is with that you were saying, like, all all of the Japanese audience were kind of standing still and whatnot. Because... Yeah, I've I've seen some anime where they go to concerts and in those anime like the 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 audience is like an American audience. They're they're mm-hmm. rowdy, they're jumping up and down, you know, they're cheering. So it, it's it's kind of interesting to see that that difference. That was strong. Anyway. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite moments from the concert because they were talking about like because they were hanging out in america for like the week you know getting ready for the concert and just enjoying like the sights and stuff and the lead singer hyde like he goes into the microphone and he's telling people he's like i ate crap and everybody audience like what and oh you have a guest hold on a sec guys i got i have a guest i have to hit the pause button oh, again okay okay that's how it works everything's on fire oh my god <laughs> <laughs> So, like, so, so I was, where were we? like I was saying, uh, Lark on Seal's lead singer, he was just, he's telling everybody, he's like, I eat crop! And everybody's like, what? And they were confused, like, crop! And everybody's like, what? <laughs> like, you can hear the audience audibly going, what? <laughs> and he's like, crop! And he, like, tries to, like, imitate a crab, and everybody's like, <laughs> oh! And he's like, 
It was good. You like crop? <laughs> so, so yeah, like like you were saying, total total Ozzy Osbourne syndrome. Can't understand a goddamn word when he speaks. The best part was the bass player sings, coming out on stage. Clear and audible. The bass player went backstage and then came back with like a bunch of bananas, and he's like, "Who wants to eat my fucking bananas?" <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's great. So I, I need to bring that DVD over so you can watch it. It's probably one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah an- another band that got uh, kind of big through anime, they did because they did a Naruto opening, uh-huh. was uh, Asian Kung Fu Generation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of a mouthful of a name. Yeah, but they're good. I, I have like heard them. a few of their songs. Yeah. So uh, that just makes me think of that Pro CD Vine, though, where it's just like, oh, what's this from? Oh, it's this uh, J-pop band called whatever. And he's like, no, no but what's where is it from? from? Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I've seen laughs> exactly, though. Like, yeah. like now, now that I have an iPod in my car again, I can listen to my own weeb music. <laughs> uh, he has been listening to weeb music. He borrowed uh, one of Casey's CDs, Baby Metal. Heck mm-hmm. yeah, Baby That's Metal good. rocks. They, they, should, they should be in an anime. Cat is judging you. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised that they're not. I know that's like because because they they did they got you know they they made a name for themselves. Yeah. Uh, another one. I'm gonna try to find the song so you guys keep t- talking about baby metal while I look for it. Yeah, they, I mean they have like Funko figures of the members. Do they? That's yeah. actually really cool. I have one of them. It's nice. Great. Um. Um, but yeah, it's baby metal's interesting because a lot of the American metal community says they're not true metal, which is bullcrap. Yeah, and and to an extent, I can understand why because like it's like if you've if you've heard their albums, um, they're I mean, there's kind of like a J poppy feeling to some of the. Some parts of the there, music there is, but and 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 that's the thing. That's that's why I would classify it as metal because I I once had a friend who sm- said that there were I can't remember the exact number, but like seventy some odd different exact yeah, types of metal. There's a lot so of you, subgenres you have, of it. So you have like death metal, black like metal, metal, power metal, nerd metal, like metalcore. Like, yeah. Uh, so so there's just there's tons of different actual genres of metal. So my I favorite, feel like of course, why can't baby metal yeah. also be included in there? Yeah. I actually find that interesting. So Yeah, it's um, it's I, I I was enjoying it. I and I had heard of baby metal, but I hadn't actually listened to any of it. I always thought like I actually misunderstood what baby metal was. I thought it was that like biker metal guy. That had oh, pigtails yeah. and hung out with like the two lully girls and they sang songs together. Like the girls would do kind of like the idol J pop thing and then he would just like, like into the mic and it was yeah. great. Like yeah. I want to listen to more of that. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> no, it's, it's actually just like on Spotify. Yeah. It's actually just like three Japanese girls who kind of, again, like Casey was saying, you know, it's. It's almost more J-pop-ish, but uh-huh. it's to metal music, so so yeah. it's it's an like, interesting concept. It's like the classic metal beats, and there is like the low growling. In who, there is, too. who is who is the guy? With Lady, the, Beard. Lady Beard. Lady yeah. Beard. Ah, I love Lady Beard. Lady Beard's awesome. He's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, another band that actually kind of became well known here in the West because of an anime. Fun fact about this: so most anime opening songs are usually commissions. 
So usually the anime will have like the concept and be in the works and a band will be hired to write a song specifically for that anime. Uh, One anime that came out in 2016 that had a really well-known OP. The OP was actually from the first album of a kind of like an underground band that wasn't really super well-known. And they just, the animators heard the song and they just thought this is absolutely perfect for this project. And that was the opening song to Erased. Which is done oh, by Riri, yeah. and this song. this song absolutely feels like this is like Casey's jam. Yeah, I've heard it before. It's good. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to send me the MP3 file for this so I can put it on my iPod. I don't have it. <laughs> this Fuck is... you. Yeah, this is actually being streamed. Okay, so I I will have to find the MP3 file, and as long as it's not 30 seconds. You're going to stop it at 29, aren't you? 27. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. uh, That's actually probably one of my favorite OPs ever. It was robbed for best OP that year. Uh, It lost to Yuri on Ice. Uh, Yeah, the the infamous Yuri on Ice awards. The thing is, Yuri... It's not a bad anime. It's just it's not, not uh, as good. Here's as... the thing about, like, because we're talking about music, so it's it's also fair to include scores yeah. in the music yeah. conversation. Yuri on Ice had fantastic music as a whole. Right. Absolutely as a whole. Uh, I thought the actual song Yuri on Ice, which was the music that played during uh, Yui, Yuri's main performance, which he labeled Yuri on Ice, was probably one of the greatest scores done that year. And if it had won based on that, I, this song is so fantastic that the uh, Japanese team during the Winter Olympics actually used it for their performance. It is nice. really yeah, good. It, it, was, is, it was really cool. Uh, the OP has a really good song, I think. Like, I think History Maker is pretty good. The OP as a whole was pretty weak. Like, the animation mixed with the song and all that. Uh, fun fact, the... A uh, person who created Yuri on Ice also did the opening animated sequence for the Persona 5 game, which, so obviously she's super into figure skating, but uh, I just had to add that because Persona 5 is still on the mind. Gee, <laughs> uh, I wonder why. But you never saw that coming. <laughs> I, <Anyway>. I didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Riri from Erased absolutely deserved best op not just because of the music but because of the op as a whole oh yeah the, the op was absolutely amazing i, I remember mm-hmm. that one so but yeah that's really cool that they kind of got their name out there not just you know in japan but definitely out here in the we- uh, west out here in the west the west <laughs> oh this is what happens when i drink beer on the podcast I you haven't even finished your one can beer. and it's one of the smaller cans it is, but i think this one's a little bit stronger no it's not it shouldn't be. Well, it's yeah. It's eight percent alcohol by volume. Same with this bigger can, which is eight percent alcohol by volume. It's also Utah beer, so that's true. Well, Utah that's, beer. That's why it's 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 Mike's harder. Yeah, Utah so. beer is renowned for being weaker. It doesn't help because then we just drink more. Yeah, exactly. So it's that's just like, like more sugar in our system, which makes us fatter. And it goes straight to my thighs. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I had to put that joke in. I'm sorry. I also start drinking when I'm hungry. It goes so, straight to I my mean, To be fair. <laughs> I know. We haven't eaten yet. So yeah. so we we don't have anything to help Have you absorb. finished your one? Person? No, I've still got a little bit yet. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Riri from Erased, absolutely fantastic band. It's really great that they got... 
their name out there because that was actually from one of their very first albums. And I have looked yeah, up... that's that's actually really cool that apparently the creator of Erased liked it, or at least maybe not the creator, but the director. I, I think, yeah, I think the animation director. Like, like they they enjoyed that song so much that they wanted to bring it back and put it in as their opening. Yeah. So, uh, are there any particular openings you wanted to talk about, Casey, or yeah. scores? Because I also really want to go over uh, scores. Yes, Both. openings, of course. We got to talk about. Aero Manga Sensei. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're off the podcast. I'm, I'm, Get out of your own house. It's my podcast. <laughs> Get out of your own house. No, but but I find it amusing that, that there's... We, we were talking about this earlier today. Uh, how My Hero Akko won Best Opening <laughs> yeah. last year. But but there were considerably better openings. Like I and, and we mentioned this in an earlier podcast. Like I loved the opening for Miss Kobayashi's. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the opening for uh, Aromanga Sensei. Yeah. I think uh, from the ones nominated, like I said, my favorite OP was the Attack on Titan. Because ah, uh, that song is so fantastic. It's so memeable. It is, it's so well, no, not, not not the first Attack oh, on the, Titan. Okay. The latest one. Oh, I haven't heard the latest Which is less one. memeable, but I think is all around better. Well, probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna look into finding that really fast. So. Okay. You guys. And you were you were what are, what were yeah. some of the openings that you enjoy? Um, I. Okay, so. I don't know what the popularity rating for all of the One Piece anime openings are, but my favorite is always going to be the first one. Absolutely. Like, the uh, first one is so we good. We are. That, that is yeah. an absolutely amazing score. I, I I found the MP3 and had to put it on my iPod. Nice. It, it's, it's great. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find and, it. And interestingly enough, they actually did, if, if you go through one piece and and watch it they they actually bring it back like they so so at one point not not the same same band like it's it's a different band but they they do the same the the same we song we are song and it's it's just a cover and it's kind of cool that they they brought it back for several openings i'm gonna test a few of these test it before you put it on your speaker to for our mic to pick up yeah fair okay. enough all okay right. it's the right song but i kind of want to get to the right part so you guys can keep talking all right <laughs> the right part well okay yeah let's talk more about openings until she gets to the right part yeah um so the song for the opening in Gurren Lagann i really liked <laughs> that was and, cool yeah i really liked that they used the same song as the opening for the entire show they just changed like the animation for the opening See, that's that's another cool thing that they they've been doing a lot, especially in more recent anime, where they've they've had the same opening, but it'll change slightly throughout the series as it progresses. So we we talked about it in Katsugeki. At one point, you get to you you know in the opening, several of the characters are basically just silhouetted. And then yeah. you get to a point in the series, and all of a sudden, in the opening, they're not silhouetted anymore. So you can actually see the full whatever. Yeah. So it's cool. it's interesting to see that some of these openings are are changing, and you know, yeah. with the series. Uh, 
Jo- JoJo's part three and four does something like that, but I'm not sure if it's going to be a spoiler for you or not. Oh, I've I'm, already spoiled I'm not concerned stuff. about okay. spoilers, I promise. Yeah, so in the in this last part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure part three, the opening gets interrupted by yeah. by Dio Stan. Oh, yeah. Fuck Dio. No, uh, it's No, super it's great. so great. Uh, like, the, the opening just stops. So and... uh, JoJo's part three has two OPs. The first one is actually my favorite OP mm. from that, but... The second one, which I know a lot of people who watch part three for the first time, they see the second OP and like, wow, this is a terrible OP. Like, the music <laughs> is super weird. The animation is kind of weird. The whole thing kind of seems super spoilery. But then you get to, like, the, like, big fight between uh, Jos- er, Jotaro. Jotaro and Dio. And suddenly, like, this big fight sequence where it seemed like Jotaro was on top, the whole thing stops. And Dio, like walks around and he's just like Zolodo. like it's yeah, just, just it's fantastic. Like, Dio goes all meta and just freezes yeah, the actual he just, opening. He freezes the whole opening and starts attacking the characters. It's ridiculous. That's, it's uh, fantastic. Dio. And part four does something similar with Killer Queen. Oh yeah, the yeah. the whole reversing so Yeah, that was great. There's uh Killer Queen has this ability where he can reverse time. So one of the OPs, like the whole thing seems super cheery and upbeat. But then it gets to a point in the series where Killer Queen uh, goes meta and attacks the OP, and the whole thing plays in reverse. And when you see the OP in reverse, it's extremely depressing. Yeah, it's great. And it's, it's fantastic. It is actually a work uh, of art. Uh, so so while, while we're on uh, JoJo's... Tyler didn't understand why sound effects makes OPs better, and it does. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here thinking... Why exactly are all of these characters named after songs and bands? Like it's the actually, creator really liked. There's like there's them. ACDC, Cars, <laughs> some some manga. Wham. Uh, Wamu. The answer, of course, is some manga artist just wanted to trick everyone into listening to his playlist. Basically, and it uh, worked. So Killer Queen. It it was actually because uh, funny thing, like a lot of people praise JoJo's creator as being like this amazing genius. But the truth is he was trying to just create something that was going to sell money. So he, uh, or make money. And so he basically tried to rip off Fist of the North Star. Which is why his character's name is Jonathan Joestar, by the way. Uh, So he... The Fist of the Joestar. And he wasn't really creative when it came up to coming up with new names for things. So all the characters Mm. were references to just music that he liked. Okay. So everything was just... He was just like, okay, I can't think of a name. So he would come up with like a band name and he would change it just enough that yeah, he couldn't just, get a... Just you know, enough. A Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Yeah. <laughs> or like uh, uh, Zeppeli being Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, so everything was basically just like he just took names he knew and he just mm. changed them slightly for yeah. legal purposes. Now, now, now why, didn't, why didn't he... Uh... Do like he did with Ario Speedwagon and with <laughs> Zapelli. Give him, give him like, you know, like uh, E I like, Zep. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like initialize it like, you know, Leo E D Zapelli or I something. That might have been too, <laughs> like, too obvious. Yeah. 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 Well, so what? by the time the series became popular and a lot of people started catching on to the musical references, I think at that point it became a challenge. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think they at the point he was they just get like pretty obscure later. Yeah, on. they get really. I think at some point he's just like, okay, people really liked my weird ass musical references and they caught on to it. Let's see what they can do. It was kind of became a Where's Waldo sort of thing. Yeah, kind kind of like how some. Uh, anime creators are just like ha, 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 cosplayers check out this costume design yeah it was the music equivalent of that <laughs> i'd also like to point out uh, kind of a fun thing so the ending songs of all the jojo's endings are actually real songs yeah. from here in the west uh they're all actually based on the uh years that the series were coming out the mangas so, like, uh, the Roundabout by Yes was a popular song around the time that the manga was being written at the time. Uh, part 3's Walk Like an Egyptian was a popular song that was That's, being written around that uh, time. At first, I was sad that they, that, yeah, that Roundabout wasn't the ending anymore. Mm-hmm. But I got super attached to I got part super, 3's Andy. Yeah, I got super attached yeah. to the Walk Like an Egyptian. That's my favorite <laughs> like... JoJo. <laughs> I love it so much. It, it was one of those things. It was actually, I normally skip EDs. I had a hard time skipping Walk Like an Egyptian. Yeah. I, it's just so damn catchy. It's so like, good. It's, it's, it's true. Like, I, I kind of try to make it a habit to at least watch the, the opening and the ending mm-hmm. at least once for every series. But but then yeah again you 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 can't so much skip the opening yeah very often because the way that some of these apps are made yeah you know, to watch anime. but you could easily skip but, the EDs but it's totally easy to just skip the ending you just next episode so I mean uh, speaking of memeable ops I did find the part of uh, Attack on Titan that I really loved and I think this is like the moment where I decided this was my favorite op which is this one like beat in the song that's just so fantastic where the Everything just stops and it becomes super dramatic. And since I can only play like 30 seconds for you guys, it's this part. It's just everything about that part just makes me so fucking amped up. Like, it gets you pumped. Yeah, it's just, it goes, it kind of, you know, like. It starts as slow, like, and then it just, it ramps up, and it's just, it's great, I love it, and I don't understand why more people don't love that. I get so hyped every time I hear it. <laughs> you know what OP gets, gets me hyped as hell? What? I am not. I don't know what the uh, swearing rule is on your podcast. Oh, <laughs> swear Say whatever away. the fuck you want. Okay. Swear beer. away. Come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what OP gets me hyped? Fuck! You know what OP gets me hyped as fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll stop interrupting you. The the interrupting. Anyway, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Casey, you guys. Thanks for coming on our podcast. (laughs) The 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 opening that gets me super hyped is the opening for One Punch Man, where just yeah, it just starts with that scream, and it keeps the beat like just super hyped the entire time. One Punch Man had probably one of the best OPs ever created. Not just because of its meme ability, but because it was genuinely a good OP. Yeah. Yeah. And I listen to that song when I'm in con crunch time. You know, it's actually really funny because One Punch Man is entirely a parody anime. I it love absolutely it. is. But it is 
so much better somebody than like so me. many shonen anime. Somebody got mad at me for saying that. Like, it's not a parody. He has a genuine reason why he built his strength and why his character is nope. developing the way it is. And I'm like, no, hey, there's not. He just did strength training. Well, that's a funny thing. Well, actually, there is a fan theory that <laughs> see, and, he and, actually was born with that strength internally. He just had to bring it out. See, that, and, and that's, that's not as that's, that's not as fun. That's for the me. funny thing about you said it's just strength training because like even. What's his name? Yeah, the, Genos. Genos. That, Even that's Genos what he just says, says that. Like, he's like, he's like, one hundred push-ups, one hundred sit-ups, one hundred, and and Genos is just sitting there like, that's just, just basic typical strength, strength yeah, see, training. I, I don't like the theory that he that well, he was born with that because it's funnier that he just did sit-ups for a while. Here's the thing. Even if that is the case, even if this is genuine character development, and there's a really good reason for why he is the way he is. And all of this is actually a really well-written character structure and plot that doesn't change the fact that it's a parody. Yeah. It's being a parody doesn't mean that it's just stupid and pointless. Being a parody can absolutely be well written. You know, like Yeah, exactly. And and that's another funny thing. It seems like parodies written in Japan seem to hit the mark a little bit better. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Not, not necessarily better, I guess, but absolutely differently. Than, than parodies American written movie. in America. Well, in America, you think of parody, you think of, like, scary movie or vampires suck yeah. or movies like or that. Or makes, like, really on-the-nose references to other things. Absolutely. Where parodies in Japan are things more like Gurren Lagann, where it's like they couldn't attack their enemy until they got their transformation sequence just perfect. Yeah. Or Kill a Kill, <laughs> where the transformation sequences are super meta, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, just an interesting thing on on the parody subject. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you're jiggling the mouse from time to time so we don't have another. Oh yes. Technical uh, difficulties. I music. Did scene. Forget about that. <laughs> uh, where, where is okay. my mouse? Uh. Like nothing. There it is. I found it. Okay. okay. Case solved. Case solved. Case solved. D- just call me Detective Conan. No, I refuse. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, one that I was actually surprised didn't even get a nomination or mention or anything for Best OP last year was actually probably one of my favorite OPs of the year, which was Little Witch Academia. Oh, yeah, I really like that. Little Witch is amazing. This particular one, which was just so damn good. And I'm like, how did this not even get a mention? It was so good! Like, even though Netflix gives you the option to skip this opening, I never did it. Oh, I never did. Oh, that, that, I, I've said it before. Netflix, that is one of the things that it has over Crunchyroll. Yeah. Is being able to skip the opening. Yeah. I mean, I, I fully admit that the music from Ancient Magnus Bride is top notch. It's great. The, but the OP was so I did finish so that, sp- by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah. That. I need I, to finish I it. Just, I went through, I'm like, you know what? You're just gonna binge it's, it? It's just finished, so I might as well go and finish it all. And I really liked the ending. It was it was a good ending. So I binged, probably my favorite OP of 2018 was from Kakuyu, which is an anime on uh, Amazon. Amazon Prime. So I'm. Oh hey, by the way, we can. We have watch an Amazon Prime things. now. Uh, we can watch some things on Amazon. Thank you, Stefan. You are the best podcast dad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, we, I binged Kokoyu because I heard so many good things about this OP. Like everybody was going crazy about this OP. I hadn't heard anything about the anime. 
So I got through the first episode. The premise was fantastic. The uh, characters were fantastic. The world building was fantastic. The anime was so okay. <laughs> like, oh, I don't think I've ever watched a more okay anime in my life. Uh, the whole, like, moral of the story was supposed to be, like, you know, trust your family and stick together and, you know, fight as one unit and you'll survive and all that stuff. And, and, and then they constantly do stupid shit. Yeah, like, they constantly hey, let's do... let's split up for no reason. Yeah, they're just like, let's leave the child in our family with the most incompetent family member twice. <laughs> twice. And let him run around the fucking city doing whatever he wants when we could easily protect him. And, like, they justify it, like... Oh, but if the kid's with us, he'd be in more danger. But he's not if he's with competent people. Like, the only reason you should ever split up in a situation is, A, you're trying to cover more ground because you're on a time limit, or, B, you are trying to take advantage of the enemy by getting up at both ends, and neither are the situation in this. Or, C, you're getting chased and you have to split up. And, like, I guess they were being chased, but not really, like... Honestly, it was basically just a matter of survival. They would have just been better to stick together. Yeah. Because when they separated, it actually just put them in more positions where the enemy could find them. And that's constantly what happened in this series, is that the enemies would just be wandering around and find, like, one or two of them. And be like, there they fucking are! Now we're gonna use them as bait! You know? And it was just so... Like, they made so many mistakes. And then the ending, which was actually the best part of the entire anime, was super, like... Oh, what's the term? Uh, like, ex machina. Where it was just, like, the main girl just happened to be in the right place at the right time and do the right thing with the right person and then got a happy ending because reasons. Like, she... You know, spoilers right here for those of you who are planning on watching this anime, but I don't recommend it. Um, so she is trapped in this stasis world. She managed to get her entire family out and everybody safe. And the bad guy she managed to defeat and is reborn as, like, a baby who she sends back to the real world as well. Like, she saves everybody, but is stuck in the stasis world herself. So she decides, I'm just gonna walk around Japan. Like, I'm just gonna go explore the world because I have the rest of my life to discover what this world is like. So she ends up in this really particular city right as she's given up hope on, like, ever, like, living a real life again. So she's basically caved in and decided her life is over. In that moment, she finds the person who basically created this world, who just happens to be living as a civilian in this city. So it's like, well, I thought... Does, it, does she punch him in the throat? It's a her. Does she punch her in the throat? No, but this woman is just like, oh, by the way... I'm God? I created this world. And, I, and I'm gonna let you out. She's just like, I didn't even know you guys were in this world. I didn't know what was going on, uh, but since you're here, if you want to go home, I'm just going to send you home right now. And she sends her home. And then she gets home and her family's like, oh yeah, by the way, all, like, all those murders and shit we did, nobody seems to have noticed, so everything's happy again. Like, fuck. That's, it's wait, so goddamn that's, stupid. That's so, so basically it's like, wait, how'd you get back? Oh, that's, funny story. That, I bumped into God. Yeah, basically. That's, that's really dumb. I'm yeah, sorry. that's pretty lame. <laughs> now, now, on the subject of... And the ending was the best part. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> it's that's kind of weird because I've I've had I've watched some anime where it's like it's it's kind of mediocre as you're watching it, you know. But but then you get to the ending, 
And it's not so mediocre that you drop it, but it's, you yeah. know, you're kind of enjoying it. That's how this was. Like, it was just okay. And and then you get to the ending, and and I've there have been a few animes where I get to mm-hmm. the ending, and I'm like, wow. The ending saved it. The ending really brought it all together. Like, that made the entire series that much better. Well, and this anime almost did that. Like I said, it almost, like, the ending was the best part. It almost brought the whole thing together and made the whole thing worth it. Except it was just super ex machina. It was just super, like, by the way, I'm God. And I'm gonna save you because I I had a smoke with you. You sat with me for a little while. We chatted about my ex-husband. I like you. You're gonna go home and see your family. And, like, that's basically the whole thing. And her... Her family is like, by the way, we had a, sus- a sneaking suspicion you would have come home tonight, so we all stayed awake for you. <laughs> and, uh, again, yeah. like, they were literally murdering people in this other world, and there would have been evidence in their world of them doing this shit. But nobody seems to care. Like, nobody, like, cares about the fact that some old man was dead in their house. I was, I was, fact- was going to say, like, who are they murdering? Are they murdering, like homeless bums or are they murdering politicians they were murdering cultists but oh well then that doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, no one cares about they're not people <laughs> well and like yeah so i won't spoil that, I think, too much i think that but... might be the title of this uh <laughs> of this episode cultists are not people <laughs> <laughs> yeah well now we're we've lost our you know cultist audience i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean it <laughs> Sorry, guys, you gotta throw away your robes. (laughs) Don't drink the Kool-Aid. We love you. (laughs) If if you get invited to a place called Jonestown, get out! (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, here's the thing. I got into this anime because of the OP, and that's a very rare thing for me. I don't usually see an OP and think, this OP is so fantastic, I need to check out this anime. This was an exception, and I was just like, this is the hands-down best OP of 2018. Nothing is gonna top this OP. But now that I've seen the anime, the OP is just kind of ruined for me. Now that I know the context, mm. it's just like, okay, now I understand this OP, and it's just bad. It's just stupid. It's just, I it's, can't enjoy it's it. It's no so good. If you enjoy the OP, if you've watched it on YouTube, or you've heard other people raving about it, just enjoy the OP. It's better than the anime. Like, it's... That's- I, w- I won't be upset if it wins Best OP of the Year, because like I said, it's it's fantastic. It, it is a good OP, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you showed me. It, yeah. it is a good OP. It's just... It's one that I want to show after, everybody, because it's so good. After you've seen the anime, it's kind of ruined for you. Absolutely. Like, I was just like, I wish I would have never watched the anime, because the OP was better. And now it's ruined for me. Uh, fun fact, I looked up the song... Online because I want to hear the full version of the song. The edited version of the song from the OP is better than the full song. <laughs> like the, the edited version. Yeah, the the like TV length version, I guess, is what they would refer to it as. But the version that you see in the anime, it has this perfect moment where it just drops, like the beat drops, and everything is just so fantastic, and you just you feel your heart beating at the same time as the music, and you just get lost in it. The full version of the song does not have that drop. And it just, it's ruined. It has a different drop, and the different drop's just so weak compared... So whoever did the editing on that song to fit in the anime, you are the MVP, because that is the coolest shit I've ever heard in my life. Just saying. Good good job, dude. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I I might show you the YouTube video for it later, because it's, it's fantastic. 
It is. Like, like so. I said, she showed me it's it's really good OP. It's just and I mean I do have the full version of the song here on my playlist, but like I said, it's it. What's the fucking point? Yeah. So, uh, in terms of other really fantastic music that's come out this year, because I really do want to focus on this year, uh, probably one of the greatest. Not an OP, but music from a series. I, I don't know what this is from. I, you should. I should. It's also pretty memeable. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to play this over 30 seconds. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, okay. This is cool. I could listen to this. This, actually, it was an OP at some point. This is a remix of an old OP. Uh, the old OP was from an o was from the OVA. So if you don't recognize it, this is from Devilman Crybaby. Mmm, Devilman. That was a, an interesting series. Yeah, you can call it that. <laughs> I can call it that. And I am going to call it that. Thank you very much. I'm gonna save that for the next episode. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll cut it off there. So that actually was an OP at some point, the original uh, Devilman OVA series. Which, if you ever go back and watch the old OVA series, it's actually very interesting listening to the original version of the OP versus that version. Uh, <laughs> I actually have. I went back and I did listen to the original version of the Devilman opening, and it is very, very different. The remix is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Oh, grab me one. No. Okay. Please? I'll Thank be you. nice. Um, so, I, I recommend it. Uh, that one is not the OP for Devilman Crybaby, but is only featured in one episode, which I really love how they approached it. It's uh, the little kid is looking on YouTube, and he finds, like, a YouTube video that's just called Remix of the Devilman OP. <laughs> and he plays it, that's, and that's, that's the song. That's the actual title of what he finds on YouTube. Yeah, yep. or something along those lines, because it's in Japanese. So, I mean, you got to trust the Netflix subtitles to a certain extent. But basically, that's what it is, is he found a YouTube remix of an old anime that is based off of, like, a story that he's actually living. So if that's not meta as fuck, I don't know what is. <laughs> That's, that's pretty great. The reason I bring up that song in particular is because of actually something I want to talk about, which is the score from Devilman. Oh, I, which... I really liked the rapping in Devilman Crybaby. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was so a good. really cool take on that because it was... The Rapanese? Yes, the Rapanese. I Rappanese. love so much. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm going to call it Rapanigrish. Rapanigrish, yeah. Japanish. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> But yeah, that, that that was. <laughs> how many names can we come up for this? But, uh, but that was that was really cool that he just he just kind of like freestyles that shit. Right. Oh my god! Like the part where he's trying to confess to Miko and he does oh, the so whole good. rap. Okay, so that one guy and then the other track star. Uh huh. I thought they were the same person for a while. <laughs> <laughs> they the exact same hair, and I'm like, oh, so he got he got deviled too, huh? He's like, oh, no. Nope, he got killed. Is uh, It implies that Miko ate him. Yeah. But no, I thought they were the same that guy. hot. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact, though, about, like, I think one of the best things about the rapping was the fact that it basically, like, covered, it was kind of like, you know, a previously on Devilman Crybaby kind of thing, but they did it via rap. 
And I felt like that was just a fantastic way to do it. But really, so, the reason I want to bring up Devilman Crybaby was actually for a different reason. Because, again, I was talking a little bit about score. Uh, best score of the year in 2017 was Made in Abyss, which absolutely deserved it. I'm actually going to bring that up later in this episode. Yeah, but, that, was a, that was good. Right. I will play a little bit of that song later. But um, particularly one of the scores from Devilman Crybaby absolutely rips my heart out every time I hear it and it, the uh, name of this score is called Melody for Miki which goes a little something like this a little, a little bit slower paced yeah which you might think that um I'm gonna kind of cut a little bit starts out a little so slow. it kind of transforms into like this distorted element as you can kind of hear it sounds like my speaker's going out and it transforms into this techno yeah which uh for those of you who have not watched Devil Man Crybaby this is kind of a character arc of a song where it shows kind of her kind of getting more involved with like the gangs uh kind of going into more darker area of her life and that gets kind of loud pretty fast but so I really liked the distorted element, the fact that the world is transforming so quickly and it goes much darker. And let's see if I could find the part where the song changes again, which is just fantastic. Gets here again. It kind of goes back into that beautiful, more melody. Yeah. If you hear this version or this part of the song without knowing the context of the show, you might think this is a very uplifting sounding music. It sounds beautiful, it sounds like she's the heroine of this story, that she's going to survive, that this uh, is just an amazing... Spoilers, I guess. I'm, 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 I'm feeling some PTSD right here. Now. Absolutely. I can tell you from the fact that Tyler and Casey are both reacting this, if you have watched the series, you know that this supposedly happy music is actually really fucking sad. That it's, this it's scene shocked terrible. me so bad. I was Especially not... right here. Right? Yeah. This genuinely makes me come to tears every time I hear this moment. It's, it's, it's... This is probably one of the saddest things I've ever heard in my e life. Emotions. And I'm a robot. <laughs> You're a cyborg. You're almost a robot. The reason I wanted to play this little segment for you guys, though, um, I'm getting a little bit choked up just playing it if I could pause it. <laughs> Um, you keep fat fingering it like absolutely. twice. Absolutely. Like, like you go to hit it and then you you hit it and accidentally and then you hit, hit it, it again. again. The thirty yeah. seconds starts over when I pause it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the reason I wanted to play that little segment for you guys so you could kind of understand this is, um, I think it's absolutely brilliant that whoever can like did that music can absolutely change the tone of the song just depending on the listener's context. If you have never seen Devilman Crybaby before, you might hear that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun and the music's rising, which is typically reminiscent of triumph and glory and good things happening. And it sounds so overwhelmingly like peaceful and great and fantastic. Well, someone triumphed the little stupid but bastard. Once you know the contents of the show and once you know what it happens to her, listening to those same exact notes is enough to actually make you cry. And I've never heard a score do something that beautiful. 
So to the man who did Devilman Crybaby, you are a son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) God. Fuck off. Yeah, no. I'm I'm actually absolutely moved both Tyler and Casey just by, like, Tyler's genuinely wiping tears away from his face. No, I have, like, I don't know, my eye is all (laughs) itchy. Just the one eye. He's got something in his eye. Have you seen me wipe the other eye? (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I genuinely moved Tyler and Casey just by playing a small amount of music. And I feel like that is something that absolutely makes what music and anime is. Mm. This is the shit I live for. See, this is the reason I see, want to talk on a podcast. See, see, while, while we're on the subject of, of moving people, I, I do want to bring up, um, I did start Your Lie in April mm-hmm. recently. Um, and it is very music related. One of the characters is a violinist. The other is a pianist. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if you've watched it at all. Have you? I have not. Um, it's one that I've heard a lot about, but has never really made it to the front of my list of things to watch. Yeah, and I, I hear it's sad. I have not finished it. Um, but from from what I've seen, it's actually really interesting to see that um like the violinist for example in in her first like music piece that she does she plays a well-known piece it's Mm -hmm. it's like beethoven's something like a a beethoven piece and everyone in the competition she's doing it's like a preliminary competition they're all playing the exact same piece Uh uh-huh and and then when she goes on she she plays it so differently like the notes are are so the notes are the same but she she'll change up the tempo she'll she'll do different things while she's playing that just completely changes the tone of the song so and and it's it's amazing to see in a lot of these anime that revolve around music you 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 see even even the the characters emotions are poured into the sounds like you you can feel that yeah you know it's it's really interesting to see that come out in music absolutely and i think music in anime is not something that's really talked a lot about i think when people uh were voting on best score for 2016 or 2017 they were were mostly voting on opening and ending well, not only like an ending just because their favorite and whatever they were basing it on was. like just music that they gen- genuinely liked and weren't considering exactly the impact that the music had um, on the story or I, the people. I watching I think some it. people just voted for oh that opening is to my favorite uh, of the oh, animes. O- OP and ED were actually completely separate categories, so I'm yeah. mostly just talking about the score. Okay. Uh, the score was actually something Maybe I feel like the music and shit. The score is actually something I felt that the uh, voters hit the nail on the head with, though. Made in Abyss's music is absolutely fantastic. It, it is amazing. Like, listen to it. It goes well, well with the speaking entire of theme listening to it, of this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I Candace, Candace has a little speaker, and it is charged, and she wants to play around with it, in case you couldn't tell with this podcast. Yeah, so I really want to get kind of that right moment and this was actually like a lot of people's favorite music of the year and i can't deny it this is just absolutely one of the most fantastic uh like scores i've ever heard in my life so i'm gonna play a little bit well while, while we're on 
while we're on Maiden Abyss. Mm-hmm. Like, now that we have, we've had the chance to watch it, it is good. Oh, those characters look cute. Yeah, you, you'd the, think the so. The characters are absolutely adorable. So is it just kind of like a bait-and-switch type situation? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I was one of the one of the poor souls who didn't have the twist for uh, Madoka Magica spoiled, so I went in. You, you went so, into it thinking, it was gonna be oh, like, right, this is going to be a cute little Moe anime magical yeah. girl episode show. And, yeah. 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 Uh. What 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 was what was the 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 moment you realized that what? this is not a moe magical girl? Mommy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fun, like, fun fact. Oh. About, uh, fun fact about that actually. Uh, so when uh, Madoka Magica was actually being advertised in Japan, it was being advertised as a cute uh, magical girl anime. Of course it was, because so, how else are you going to advertise yeah. this shit? So the first episode came out, and it was your typical, like, cute, fun girls, like, origin story, like, oh, we get to make a wish and become magical girls. And then the second episode came out, and I was like, okay, we're starting to learn a little bit about the villains we're going to be facing. So we, we get to learn, you know, we have this new ally named Mommy, you know, we're getting a little bit of world building, this seems like a fantastic, you know, kind of Sailor Moon-esque sort of yeah. show. Episode 3 came out, and it took the country by storm. <laughs> Everybody freaked out. Everybody's like, what am I watching? No, seriously, I'm just sitting there, and then Mommy gets her head bitten off, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, it's that kind of anime. The, if you that'll, liked, that'll learn you, Japan. If you liked Puella Magi Madoka Magica, I definitely recommend checking out Made in Abyss. Okay, because so, I did really like yeah, Madoka Magica. It, it it it's good. I liked really. I really liked Made in Abyss. So so while we're on, I guess we've kind of moved away from openings a little bit. But but before we move too far away, I feel like honestly, my aesthetic when it comes to openings is music that doesn't quite match up with the animation. Oh. It's it's so <laughs> awkward because because so... there's some oh. anime but that I just. I I think it's so ridiculously great because like like Steel Angel Kurumi, you hear the mm-hmm. music, and it's this this happy go upbeat you know music, and then you see cyborg like like robots just tearing apart other robots and tanks oh. and shit. A lot um, like <laughs> so, I have a fantastic example of this because I've gotten a little bit more into my retro anime lately and. One, I remembered this opening song, but it still, to me, just feels like the most ridiculous thing ever, and that is Roroni Kenshin. That's the one I was going to bring up. Yes. So, you get this very, like, sinister-looking, like, start where you have, like, all these bad guys being, you know, put over the screen, and Kenshin is, like, kneeling against his sword. It's like, da na 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 and it's, like, super dark, and it's like... But um bump up. I brush against the freckles and I hate them. My life goes and it's so goddamn annoying. But like even through, even while it keeps like so like happy and poppy and stuff, you still see scenes of him fighting and there's like blood and shit. Like what? But like the anime is not like that at all. It's like. This sounds like my aesthetic. I love this already. Absolutely. It's like pretty historical, really. Yeah. But it's like. 
Why, guys? <laughs> Why not? I just, I will always remember that. That was like the top ten anime betrayals of my childhood. I best get the freckles and hit them while I go on and hit a little side for you. I really like that <laughs> show, though. <laughs> that, is, that is a top quality anime for me, though. I've been rewatching it lately. It's just as good as I remembered. Uh... I think I don't think it's aged super well as an anime, but I still love it. Yeah, Sanosuke was my very first cosplay. Mhm. Uh, I thought Black Star was. No, no, that was like my second. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, one I wanted, to, I really wanted to bring up because the way the band they got for it mixes in with the anime is a little bit different than normal. Uh huh. So for the anime Beck, which mm-hmm. the the American dubbed title for the anime is called Mongolian Chop Squad, which mm-hmm. is a reference to something that happens to the to the band in the anime. Like their manager like sends their album over to America, and but it, but since in America there's already an artist named Beck, they mm-hmm. have to change it to Mongolian Chop Squad. Oh, okay. But anyway, so the Makes band, sense. yeah, the band that gets that does the opening of Beat Crusaders, um, the actual band in the anime sings a couple of their songs, which is really cool. That like, that kind of feels like uh, kind of a Scott Pilgrim vs. the Universe kind of-esque thing. Yeah. I mean, they have like their own original songs, like Scott Pilgrim. Can I say, but, Scott Pilgrim is one of those series that I almost wish would have gotten an anime adaptation as opposed to a live-action adaptation. Right? It would have been so good. <laughs> Like, don't get me like, wrong, the movie is great, but... Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, like, I, I feel the movie was really good, but it at was the same really time, good. it would have been yeah. much better as So much anime. got left out. Like, could you have imagined, like, kind of a panty and stocking-esque oh, God. series <laughs> done, oh. but with Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Mm. Uh, speak, did you ever finish Panty and Stocking, Tyler? Um, yeah. you'd need to, well, because holy crap, the last part of it. Interesting story. Um, I've I've both finished it and haven't finished it. What does that mean exactly? That doesn't mean it, anything. It it means I I was watching it. Schrodinger's panties. Yes, Schrodinger's oh. panties. No, it means I was watching it, and you fell asleep. I fell asleep. <laughs> So the reason I brought this up is because there is a song from Panning and Stocking oh, that I absolutely... Oh, the one with the music video? Yeah. Uh, oh, I... That... I love that song so, this so is much. Just, it's one of the best things anime has ever come out with for I, music. I feel like, uh, yeah. skip all this crap. Yeah. Oh, I love this song so much. We're just gonna jam to this a little bit, yes. Okay, I know that's not the right beat. I'm gonna go over a little bit, 30 seconds. That's fine. Okay. This yeah. is from the anime. I could, I could totally jam that. Because there's one episode that's just a music video to this song. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. The music cool. video is the greatest thing. That's cool. I thought we had no censoring on this show. How dare they bleep that out? The best part is that the part that's bleeped out isn't even like the part that's like offensive. 
She said well, cock. Well, she well, said <laughs> cock, and then it bleeped it, and then she said delicious. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's so weird about Penny and Stocking, because, like, why, why would they censor something like that? Whereas throughout the entire series, you, oh, you constantly hear them just that... being like, Ah, oh, fuck! Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> Son of a bitch! Son of so, a bitch! So, uh, Crunchyroll did a compilation video of all the times they swear in English. I, and I did see that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I need to check. It's a long shot, but I'm going to check if that song's on Spotify. It might be. Uh, if not, uh, it's on SoundCloud. So. so so while we're on this, everyone, anyone who is listening to this, just just send me a copy of all of your weeb mp3 music he's, he's okay i just don't want him to step on the mouse he's just gonna come over here and hang out by me that's fine like he's he's welcome on the podcast he always knows that i just don't want him to step on the mouse and like stop the recording and delete yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> so for those of you who don't know tyler's uh, we recorded Tyler's and his kitty always gets upset when we're not focusing on him. He's he's kind of needy. He just, he needs my attention. And if cuddles. we are focusing on him, he doesn't want anything to do with us. But... Right? Like, whenever, <laughs> whenever we have company and he's over here and he need you know, he's, he's just like, no, don't pay attention to me. Sometimes he loves these podcast episodes, though, because normally Tyler's sitting on the couch and he's just like, what? My dad is sitting like a normal human being? I could sit in his lap? This is the greatest thing in the world. It's true. And here, here he's trying to find a spot on my lap. There yeah, he's Can not used to it because you're on a chair. I know. There we go. See, there we go, kitty. Isn't that so much better? No, kitty. they just have the theme, the opening theme. Uh, which I don't like the opening theme for Panic and Stocking, to be okay, honest. okay. But it's, next to, next no, to the other song, it's... Uh, it's it's kind of bad. Like, yeah. let, let's, let's face the facts here. The opening song to Panic and Stocking is kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is. Um, just because I have to bring this up, I know this isn't necessarily part of the anime, but again, I think probably one of my favorite soundtracks that came out in 2017, you guys, was absolutely the Persona 5 franchise. Like, it's just, it's so good. Just go check it out. I, if you played the game, you already know how good it is. It's just great. Just go check it out. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm the only Persona fan in this room, but... <laughs> that, is, that is true. so good. So good. I've also been listening to a lot of the music from the Token Rambu musicals, which, bless the fact that there's musicals, first of all. Huh. Uh, second of all, it's... Well, well, that just sounds awkward. The music from it is fantastic. Uh, apparently, also, Katsugeki, which is the episode we talked about last week, there are, in fact, character songs... Uh, from Katsugeki Token Rambu, featuring the team that we follow well, most. Shit. So uh, the way they par- they paired it up is uh, Kane Sada and Mutsuno Kami have a duet to get together. That's gay. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, then you have uh, Kunihiro and uh, oh god, the spear. What's the name? Tombokiri. Tombokiri. They have a duet together. Okay. And then, or no, Tombakiri is paired up with Yagen. My bad. Oh, uh, Kunihiro you mean is the giant fucking spear paired up with the tiny ass Tonto, which is actually my favorite song of the uh, soundtrack. But then uh, Kunihiro is paired off with uh... Jesus Christ. I'm forgetting names. Yeah, you are not Kanasada. Not Kanasada. Uh, the uh, white sword. Oh, I can never remember his name. Uh, you, you're getting no help from me on that one. 
Yeah, but that's actually my least favorite song of the three, to be honest. Like, uh, I was, it's okay, but I'm just like, I'm not super, super happy about it. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that they got little duets and that Kunihiro and Kanesato were not together in that duet, but. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I want to say, no, I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm not even going to bother. So. Oh, uh, Suki. So, uh, Tsukishima. Okay. Is who it was paired up with, but. So yeah, uh, Tombakiri and Yagen actually had the best of the three songs, to be honest, because, uh, like, Kanesada and, uh, Mutsu no Kami's was, like, super awkward, <laughs> actually. Like, <laughs> I, I can imagine, because the way that Katsugeki is, is, plays... It, it has that rivalry between the two, and yeah. as anyone who follows any fandom knows, the fangirls will set up the rivals to fuck. Absolutely. Connie so, uh, Sada, to be fair, is paired with like every sword in the Citadel. Well, point. to be fair, he is let's, the... let's face it. He is very pretty. He is the Citadel whore, so <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, one thing I actually really loved, and I know Tyler doesn't really care about this, but kind of going back to the scoring in anime, one of the things I absolutely loved about JoJo's was the fact that, uh, Caesar's theme song is actually completely in Italian, which I actually do have- That's cool, uh, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, which I actually do have here, which I'm gonna kind of skip ahead. Like, is it, is it Italian- Tunes like every nation kind of has their own like sort of. It's here. It's it's a very opera. Yeah. Italian music, which is just. Okay, that's that's interesting. They play this song several times throughout the anime too, just in the background. Uh, one moment they played, of course, is when Joseph is first discovering uh, Caesar is dead, and the other moment is when Caesar, uh, Joseph burns Caesar's bandana in order to win the fight against Wamu. They play this song as well. Yeah, I like when they play uh, "Owner of a Lonely Heart" by Yes when Joseph's about to do something cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I I didn't even realize that was the same band. Yeah. So that's that's actually really cool. I learned something. The Donna, 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 and it's just I knew the song, but I didn't realize yeah. that was yes. 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 Uh, that's the same band who does Roundabout, which is the ending song. The for those of you who are you know fluent in meme culture, you might notice the dun 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 Yeah. Where it just says to be continued and, like, whatever tragedy is about to happen is just freeze frame. I love that move so much, <laughs> So, so we're, we're talking about music, obviously. Um, I, I feel like I gotta know, have, have there been any, like, albums that you feel, from an anime, you feel you've had, you've had to buy? I personally, I Full bought... Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Fair. Fair. Um, I personally, I've, I've bought the, the album for Fuka, um, and I've bought a, it hasn't been a, an album for a specific anime, but it's like the best of anime I've, mm -hmm. I've bought in those albums. Yeah. Um, um, what, what about you, Casey? Have, yes have and you no, it? there's, 
there's been a couple that I've wanted to buy. I just can't find anywhere to buy them, even online. Mm-hmm. And that's the soundtracks for Fooly Cooly and Beck. Fooly Cooly, you used to be able to get that soundtrack way back in the day. Way at, back in the yeah. day, yeah. Uh, FYE. <clears throat> oh, man, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Was, I, was that back when FYE was media play? Yeah, back when it was media play. Shit. So back when it wasn't FYE. Yeah. <laughs> that was forever yeah, ago. I liked media play. I like. I mean, play. Fye had it for a while as well because I mean it was still pretty relevant when it switched over to Fye. Huh, maybe, maybe I can find it online somewhere. Maybe. I'm, I mean, I'm it sure was, you can. It was a really common album to find. Uh, that's actually where I got all of my Full Metal Alchemist albums. Was via Fye. I have like six different Full Metal Alchemist albums. So I mean, I was not kidding when I said this is a soundtrack. <laughs> it's, it's weird that it's not on Spotify then. Um, I. The funny thing is that as much as I love or prefer Brotherhood, I think the music from the original Full Metal Alchemist was a bit stronger, with the exception of maybe the song again. See, see, I I actually liked both the original and Brotherhood. They were both fantastic, but like, I think like, if like, I had to I choose mean, one and shoot the other one and leave them out to pasture to die, I would absolutely choose the original Full Metal Alchemist soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I I love I loved them both. There's one exception. I mean, again, from FMA will forever be, like, the best uh, song from the franchise. And I'm going to try to find... I'm, I'm just going to take a bet and guess this is it. Yeah, it probably is. Yep. It's not great quality. Yeah. <laughs> This one's on Spotify. Tyler knows one joke. And that's the oons, oons, oons. That's, that's, that's... It's the only beat I can dance to. I'm white. Come on. What? You're not as white seconds. as either of us. Shit, you're right. <laughs> you're only three quarters okay, white. Okay, now, to be fair, though, none of these songs have been playing mariachi music. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez, wow. way to make it racist, Tyler. <laughs> wow. Way, way to set back civilization 20 years. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible cyborg. <laughs> oh, man, we accidentally programmed racism into his, to his system. <laughs> That'll learn you. To be fair, uh, most of the jokes we make in the car are pretty on that level. <laughs> Not all... Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> Most of them are white people jokes, to be fair. Yeah. It's, it's true. We do make fun of white people a lot. <laughs> oh, they, oh, we make but it too easy. Now we excluded easy. our entire white audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, so welcome well, to the see, podcast, See, that's Yvonne. kind of the funny thing, though, is I think a lot of white people, or at least white people that would be listening to this... Are just like, yeah, are, 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 white people. They, they can <laughs> accept the fact that, like, yeah, white people are awkward. Yeah, it's true. Like, my favorite white people joke are infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> like, how am I going to no. hold all these fucking lemons? Some, someone online that. Do you ever struggle cutting steak while holding a fruit punch? <laughs> like, Have you ever struggled reaching for your remote while holding a big thing of popcorn, even though there's a table right there? And your beer? <laughs> Right? What's a table? <laughs> Have you ever struggled washing your car and your dog at the same time? My, my favorite <laughs> well, is that. The, that sounds like a legitimate product. Hold, I would buy the shit out of it. While that. holding an infant? 
My favorite oh, is well, that. That's too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> my favorite. I can't hold an infant while I wash my, my favorite car. Is the lady you would think so, the... <laughs> but check out our next product. <laughs> no, my favorite is the lady with the hammer next to a wall. She's not nailing anything. She's a. Yeah. She's just. She's just like hammering holes in her hammering wall. She looks so <laughs> surprised and distraught that she just punched a hole in her wall. Like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> it's like. Mm. I think my favorite is the woman trying to scrape the steak off of her pan, and she throws the whole pan out the window. It's <laughs> the car. I know I've dealt with that issue at least three times this week. I I just I love when they they open the cabinets like they, you open the cabinet and it's like an avalanche of dishes just falling down on top of their the heads. Tupperware. <laughs> I love the faces they make. They turn to the camera and shrug, and they're like. I like that they, you're making these... They just turn to the camera exp- and they're like, I'm fucking white! <laughs> I like that you're, you guys are making these gestures and we have no camera. It's okay. I, I um, think the gestures are implied. Anyone who is listening to this knows exactly what gestures we're making. That's fair. I want to see an infomercial where instead of that, the person just goes like batshit pissed and starts breaking everything else. So, so the uh, Team Fortress Two <laughs> commercial parody, infomercial parody. Na 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 na. Broke your super crap, moron. <laughs> I love that parody. Anyways, back on topic. Back yeah. on topic. We have a topic. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, you know, for for once, this is the first time I think we we've gone off topic in this. Ant- I think that's also the most you've ever talked on your own podcast. It is. I will not lie. This <laughs> is the most I've talked on this podcast. It's mostly Candace. Yeah. Well, I think Siobhan and I went a bit crazy. <laughs> you and Siobhan did go absolutely crazy. I could not keep up with I you two. What were you guys them. talking about? Uh, it was supposedly sports anime, but who oh, knows? Oh, man, yeah, get Siobhan yeah, talking go, about that. Go listen to the podcast, man. Like, Yeah, I should. You're on it now. You're part of this. You're in the system. I feel so... We got you trapped. That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The hills are alive with the sound of anime weep music. That's right. The hills are alive. And let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an interesting thing the for the hills, hills to be alive, alive with. alive with the sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that note, uh, get, get my pun. Uh, uh, leave the house. Uh, <laughs> it's my house. You're off the podcast. <laughs> it's my podcast. <laughs> One wouldn't know it from our previous episodes, but it is my podcast. I think uh, if we kept going on about OPs we liked and disliked, this episode would never end yeah that, that is true um so, uh, with, with that we, we've kind of slowed down I, I think this is about a good stopping point so i i i want to just point out you know something that i think people should really consider when they're listening to uh, music from an anime and that's just is it conveying the tone of the anime not just the op but i also encourage people to listen to the actual scores of anime because it just it absolutely is a mood changer and it, it is. You you don't really notice it because it's it's background music. Music, so mm-hmm. it's the the volume on 
it is usually toned down, so you you kind of have to actively listen yeah. for it. But and sometimes you'll find but, a score that you actually genuinely just want to listen to. But when you do, you, again, like you were saying, it's just it, a lot of it so can even just subconsciously change the entire tone of the this the series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are wrapping up a little bit earlier than I thought we would, so I think we're going to have Casey on our next episode as well. We're going to get some food really fast, and we'll probably start recording that next episode for yep. you guys. Absolutely. Um, any any uh, last notes we want to say before I stop this? Uh, Sully, their opening was good. That's all uh, I'm saying. B minor. What's B minor? It's well, a note. No. <laughs> <laughs> D major. Oh, why did I not get that? Oh my god. <laughs> I I am officially ashamed of my pun game with that one. I am sorry, guys. My favorite note is G major. When with that one, I think we're out. All right. Uh, wait, wait. Before we cut out, do uh, Casey? Is there anywhere that people can find you or anything you want to promote uh, yourself for? If you want to check out my cosplays that I update sometimes. Once a year. Yeah, no, I'm gonna it's, add the ones we took today. It's it's twice a year. Yeah, it's whenever there's a con. Yeah, <laughs> con that he attends. Yeah, I mean, I'm, what am I gonna do? Upload pictures at a con I wasn't at? Uh, well, you, can, you could. I don't know. Some people yeah, are I mean, weird we can, like that. I know you are volume three cosplay yeah. period on Facebook. Yeah, there's a period. you put a period. Is there a period? In your there's name? A, yeah. Is there a point to the period? Get it? No. No, I just, I'm so used to typing, like, grammatically. You <laughs> accidentally sentences. typed a period just in this cosplay page. <laughs> well, I'm so used to when I'm typing, like, put punctuation in there. So I didn't even notice it until you so just brought it up. Volume 3 cosplay period at Facebook. And what's your Instagram? Because you do uh, update that pretty regularly. Yeah, let me check what I changed it to oh, this time. Oh, speaking of Instagram, I am heavily debating actually making an Instagram you for should. this podcast. Yeah, make one for this podcast. Maybe I'll. I think I will. I'll have one of you guys help me out. Okay. Starting it. It's pretty simple. It's straightforward. You go to Instagram and you click the sign well, up no, button. No, I, I realize that. I just. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I have the app on my phone. It's like a default app, but I don't <laughs> actually use it. Okay. The name is uh, rather underscore dashing underscore rogue, and the username is just Casey Pilgrim, all one word. Okay. So rather dashing rogue. rogue. Uh, don't know who that is, but you could find Casey. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so go check him out on Instagram. He does update that a bit more regularly. Uh, he tends to really love the filters. So. The filters are fun. I don't care. So, uh, his selfie game is going up. He's, he's learning. He's growing. He's a growing boy. We love him. <laughs> we're, we're, we're proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll probably have him back for the next episode. Uh, until then, guys. See you later. Thanks for listening. Have, have a good one. Take Hawaii. 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 <laughs>